Hello and welcome to A Table for One. Thanks for joining your hosts, Jeanette Aycock and Shanta Langford, as we savor the single feast of life. And join us as we chat and share about the over 40 life experience. Getting back to our list. <laughs> yes. What Which we, we, have, we have attacked, uh, I must say, uh, stealthily. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked about, you know, making relationships uh, and fostering them. We've talked about how your happiness doesn't depend on uh, anyone else. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess the next order of business is you're more uh, philanthropic than your married friends. And what do you think about that? Do you, do you think uh, when you think Don't about Don't most it, philanthropic people have money? Well, there are many ways to be philanthropic. You know, oh, you could, okay. you're always teasing oh, me about volunteering. My, my meetings. Uh, well, girl, let, I mean, let's be real, Jeanette. <laughs> <laughs> you love a good meeting, don't you? Yes, I love a good meeting. You know, like me, I love good face creams. Like, I love, like, a good packaging on some beauty products. I'm there. Yes. It could be the crappiest stuff in the world, but if it's in some amazing looking packaging, I'm for it. You're all over it. And same way with you in meetings. Well, yes, and I have more time for meetings. Because yes, yes, you do. I, Even if you I don't, you make choose. time. I you make will... time. This is also true. I mean, uh, last Sunday, I've never seen you so, so like giddy because you had two meetings back to back. Back to back. Well, it keeps me out of trouble, and uh, I don't know what trouble you could get into, but okay, <laughs> that makes this album better for you. Yes, it go does. right ahead. <laughs> well, but I guess you, yeah, because we were talking about volunteering, so yeah, absolutely, you have more opportunity. And I mean, honestly, on the holidays when I I haven't gone back to Texas, uh, quite a few times I worked soup kitchens and I've done things on Christmas or Thanksgiving um, because I could. And not because I don't have family and friends. It's, you know, I was, I happened to be alone mm-hmm. on some of those occasions, but it was okay because that was my choice. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I could do that. I mean, I couldn't imagine if I was married and had kids. Yeah, see you guys later. Going to volunteer. Yes. Um, I yes. mean, I guess, and some people have done that, but I mean, for me, it's just like that's never been an issue of, you know, the only times I've, you know, when I have volunteered or whatever, it's just like, oh, am I committed to something else? But I don't, yeah, I don't have to check in with someone or anything to do that. And especially if it's little hobbies or things, because, you know, like in New York, there's always something free or something that you can kind of check out that seems interesting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think you definitely have more opportunity to do that. And, you know, going going back to both our roots in, in terms of Stephen ministry, I mean, the idea of being able to take part in that program and it's uh, going back to Acts 6 uh, and the explanation given is Jesus tells the disciples to go out and choose some uh, apostles who can minister to the people in the congregation 
who are needy, the, the widows, the orphans, uh, says two things. You know, our church leaders can't do everything. And mm -hmm. number two, that everybody has a job or has a, a calling they can take part in to help somebody else. And when you do give back, I think uh, it does enrich your own life. It gives you uh, some way to not focus just on yourself. And right. I think you know, one of the, the healing things of 12-step programs is, you know, they say, you know, get out of your own head and start doing something for someone else. Service mm -hmm. is a big part of 12-step programs. Mm -hmm. and, and I think it gives you perspective. It also lets you know that you're not the only person that's going through hard times. Um, right. So also, yeah. it's a good place to meet people like you meet so many different people and it, it, it really gets you out there. It does. Um, yeah. Where you're not around your own comfort zone of friends and family that know you and that you, you've built up in a relationship with. These are new people um, and you it, it forces you to get outside of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And also when you're volunteering, you don't know what's really going to happen that day. So you're putting yourself in in situations that you don't know the outcome. And yes. most of my life, it's always been about, you know, being sure and being in control of situations. Mm -hmm. So by the mere fact that I'm doing this and I don't know the people, I don't know the situation, I have no idea. Uh, I remember the first time I did it, it was like terrifying, but I did it. Mm -hmm. And then it just got easier and easier and easier. But I want to tap back on something that you did that is interesting to me. That's, you know, when we're doing our show, this is the first time. I mean, we've, we've talked about being Stephen ministers, mm -hmm. but this is the first time that we've actually shared a scripture and, you know, talked about that part of ourselves, the spiritual part of ourselves that encompasses a lot of what we, who we are and what we do. It's not everything, but it is a big part of it. Yeah. So I was wondering when you decided to be a Stephen minister, because I know for me, when I had first thought about it, I was in my late 30s, early 40s. And I remember the first thing I thought is, well, if I do that, then what is a guy going to think or, you know, um, mm -hmm. is that going to deter someone away from me mm -hmm. because they're going to assume something about me yeah. that with that label of what that is. And then as I got older and older, and then I made the con I made that decision last year, that never occurred to me. Oh, it okay. was, I'm ready. Yes. Yes. This is, for it's me. about me and my relationship with God, nothing else. Mm -hmm. And about being of service. Yeah. So I, I find it when you just read that, I said, it's so funny. Cause you know, our show is geared around everything because you're not just one thing, yes. you know, um, but our spirituality is a big part of it. But if you're atheist or agnostic, it doesn't matter. You know, I, I believe in, in, in free thought and inclusion. Right. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I just found it interesting. That, that was the first time that either of us have shared scripture and, you know, scripture is a part of my life and, uh, but yeah. it doesn't have to um, separate me from people who have different beliefs. Exactly. And, and that's why, you know, I also said, well, you know, 
for 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 me the spiritual side of it uh Stephen ministry represents that for me but and and why i spoke about 12 step because right. you know, they'll say in 12 step you know whatever god or your higher power right it doesn't right. have to be god but uh, you know the the one common concept is that getting outside of yourself and being of service to somebody else for whatever reason you do it mm-hmm. is a good thing it, mm-hmm. it makes you feel good after you get it done there's a mm-hmm. different way you feel after you've done some service for somebody else and yeah and it's so true but i felt like when something touched me to say that because i think a lot of times people have then a, a preconceived notion about what that means mm-hmm. if you say you're spiritual if you if 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 you say you're a steven Men or whatever that means it's like that's a part of who we are, but that's not all of who we are, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, definitely and, not. and yes, there will be times that that spiritual component will come out. You know, I think mm-hmm. just walking around the essence of who you are comes out right. <laughs> good or bad or whatever. Right. Um, but I just felt like when you did that, I was like, Oh, that's interesting. Cause we've never done that. And yeah. what this is our, I mean, not, it's not like we've been around 15 years and, you know, <laughs> Right. But yeah, I think, uh, you know, what, what got me into Stephen ministry, I mean, you actually, by comparison, had been thinking about this a much longer time than I had. I mm-hmm. heard about it maybe a year and a half ago and thought, oh, that seems like a really interesting thing to do. And I was looking for something to do to be of service because uh, I'm always telling people, you know, get out there, stop being inside your head, go out and right. do, do, do something, uh, especially do something for somebody else. And Stephen Ministry just kind of fit the bill. Um, but Well, could you explain? Well, some of our listeners might not know what Stephen Ministry is really means. Could you explain what it is? Yes. Um, actually, uh, in the first, the name comes from uh, Stephen, who was a disciple of Jesus. Uh, and uh, the apostles had gone to Stephen and said, look out among you and find people who can minister to this part of our congregation. It's getting very large. And we've got all of these people here that are following Jesus. And there are basic needs that people have. You know, well, there are a lot of widows here. There are a lot of orphans. We can't take care of all of this. So we need to have these apostles. We need to have these people who can look out into the congregation uh, that's here and help minister. And the thing about Stephen was he he was Greek. And of course, there were a lot of feelings between other, um, shall we say, the the people who were Jewish and uh, were disciples and followers uh, versus the Hellenic or Greek side of things where they felt that the Greeks felt that their needs were not being, excuse me, addressed. Mm -hmm. So Stephen was very sensitive to this and sensitive to the Greeks because he was Greek. And so he trained uh, other disciples to uh, take care of the needs, to ask what these people Uh, women, uh, children needed in the congregation. And so fast forward to, I think, 
maybe the 1970s, uh, when the Stephen Ministry concept was started um, in, I believe, in St. Louis, um, and uh, this this uh, man decided that uh, he was going to get people together and train them to be lay, kind of lay ministers, and it involves about 50 hours of training, where you know it's not based on doing psychotherapy it's based on walking with people through their problems or issues mm -hmm. in a christian it's more like way. a spiritual yeah spiritual counseling yes so and we're not clergy we're not part of the clergy not at all we we haven't been uh what is it we're not ordained ordained we haven't thank gone you gone to a, a seminary no the, the whole purpose of it is to be a peer to someone who is going through a tough time, to right. walk with them, to pray right. with them, mm -hmm. to read scripture, to be there and just tell them, you know, you're going to get through this mm -hmm. and you're not going through this hard time by yourself. Yeah, to be an absolute support yeah. in whatever form that is, but it's all spiritually based. So yes, yeah, yeah. But I think, yeah, because a lot of times when I say people always think, that I'm, I'm like, do I look like I went through a seminary? <laughs> Have or you that, heard the things that I say? I mean, or, or that I'm going to suddenly start giving you a sermon about something? No, 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 no. Yeah, no, no. Uh, and but that's you know that's why I felt like this was a great time for us to kind of go over that because you know yeah. we we we've we've tapped on it in terms of this is who we are you know mm -hmm. if you look on our website and you see that part of it and a part of our bio but um i think a lot of people just need to understand what does that mean um because you know mama gonna say some things and y'all gonna be like Ish. and i think it's good that you pointed out that um yeah this is we are people first and foremost, right. and there are many facets to us. And just like those original apostles, I mean, they were fishermen, tax collectors, mm -hmm. came from all different walks of life. They did not come out in miters and robes. They were like the people around them. They were peers of the people around them. Right. And uh, that's the role of the Stephen minister and also in life. Um, you know, as this podcast goes forth, you're going to find out a lot of other facets of us um, and uh, and hopefully see that we're representing people that you know and meet in your everyday mm -hmm. life. And our whole purpose in this is giving voice to people who may have been shy or, or hadn't even thought about their singlehood and all the things that they are because mm -hmm. they are single. Uh, or all the things they can be because they have the time and right. the bandwidth. And they're of a certain age, doesn't necessarily yes. stop your life. Yeah, exactly. But I, saw, I also think that because of our church home, uh, it's all about inclusion. So mm -hmm. there's never this thought that you have to be some this to be that, mm -hmm. you know. Um, that's never... That's never been the focus. The focus is your personal relationship mm -hmm. with God, with the moon, with whatever, Lord, whatever know. that means for you mm -hmm. and whoever you want to love, whoever you choose to love, that is your human right. So it's never been about, you know, picking and choosing these things that, you know, I was taught as a Southern Baptist, you know. There are certain things that you didn't do, you didn't say, you know, all of those things. And um, 
this is just a totally different walk that I've had being a Stephen minister. Uh, I'm still the same person. Mm, yes. People can tell you. Uh, I still talk the same. Uh, but mm-hmm. like you said, there are moments that I have to forego Shanta and really walk with another human being as they're going through something. It, you know, has nothing to do with me or anything to do with what I'm going through. In yes. that hour, it's about that person, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's the way, it, you know, and I think in life and run, you know, I think when we're talking to our friends and family, it should be that like that too. But unfortunately, sometimes that's not how it is. Um, yes. And I, you know, I've always tried to be as cognizant of that and give those moments to friends that need it to be really yes. present, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, unfortunately, when I was going through, you know, I, I do suffer from depression and I've been taking medication for over six years. And I, I recall before I finally accepted the fact that this, is, this was the road I, you know, I needed to go down. Uh, I can't remember me. I can't remember being as present as I am now to, to friends and family because, well, they might say something different, but, um, because when you're dealing with some type of mental illness or depression, it takes a toll on you. Yes. And you, it it makes your world very small Mm -hmm. mentally. And I think if you get the proper help um, and medication is not for everybody, um, you know, but therapy, some cognitive uh, training, you know, like there are a lot of different avenues to go down. But definitely, I think people have a different concept of what mental illness is. uh, And there's different forms of mental illness, you know. Yes. And a lot of it. It, it definitely is biochemical, but a lot of it is passed down. You know, my dad suffered. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I didn't know about that until years later. And I was like, well, mom, could you tell me that? Because, uh, you know, <laughs> I think that would, that, well, yeah. that would have made me feel a little bit better mm-hmm. and, and, filled, and feel okay. So those three or four times that I tried to do the meds and everything, and then I just fell into that. Well, no, I can do this on my own, you know. And yeah, you're fine for a while, but then you start to slip back into whatever that is, right? And I think a family history is an amazing thing to have because it takes a lot of the pressure off of thinking that it's just you. You, There's something wrong with you as -hmm. opposed to this is something that is, you know, hereditary. And a lot of times some people do need medication, um, some don't, it doesn't, you know, whatever, whatever is good for you to help you through whatever that is. And when I finally made that decision that this, you know, and I really got real with myself about what, what my life has been up until that point, everything changed, it does. but it, it was taking, you know, it was taking action for me, mm-hmm. you know, and not looking at, you know, what other people said about it or, 
am I, you know, I'm strong enough. I, I can do this on my, you know, just all those things that people always assume when you finally say I need help, you know? Yes. And I, a lot of that has to do with allowing yourself to be with yourself and to strip away the judgments of other people and say, I'm going to take the time to get to know me without a preconceived judgment. And that's a hard thing to do. And it can be even harder if you're out there trying to do it without professional help, for example. You have to start somewhere. And sometimes a sympathetic or empathetic friend or a lay person who has some skill in listening can be the first step in going forward to get the help that you need. So uh, we're in this life. It's important to know that we don't have to go it alone. When we need help, we can reach out for it. And I think that sometimes we ironically have to be single before we start to focus on us rather than everybody else. And then we can say, oh, this is what I need, not what my husband, my friend, my child needs, but I'm going to go for what it is that I need right now. Right. And also, I think in when you reveal things, I think if you're uh, with a significant other um, and you're going through something like that, I think it's a lot harder, too, because the revelation that I, you know, I am suffering with this. Um, and it's not something I can turn on or off, you know, um, but, but, but because I've been alone for a long time, it, yeah, it was easier for me to really look back on all those, all those moments when it was so dark and the difference between that and then, you know, how I wanted my life to be, how I wanted to feel, and then making that decision, but a smart decision, you know, talking to the right people, having the right doctors, mm -hmm. uh, doing my own research, you know, all those things I did. So it wasn't just somebody handing me something saying, take this, yes. uh, like the matrix, yes. or the, uh, the red or the blue pill. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think, and like you said, I think all of us need, when we're walking in this life with someone who supports us, it's, it's, it's definitely crucial for the supporter to know their role and mm -hmm. it's not about me telling you what to do it's not about me judging you it's it's really about me walking with you you know yes so well put yes yes hmm. i am i'm deep well and thank you for sharing what your journey has been a bit of what that journey is uh it's not easy to be able to come out with that. But then on the other hand, it, it's obvious that you've done a lot of self-work and introspection to understand who you are and to accept who you are. And those are Do you know, I things. think people find it easier to accept the fact that I, I suffer from depression than you're 55 and single and no kids. I think mm. that that's the harder thing for people to, <laughs> to process ah, more than the... Yeah. I suffer from depression and I just might, no, I am not. You know, I don't know. It's, 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 it's interesting. I, I think, yeah, as you get older, you can only be you and you get more and more real. 
And sometimes you get real and not even know that that came out of your mouth, how real you are. Yes. Um, because I've noticed that certain times people say things to me and I've just come out and I'm like, who is that? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really you where you don't give a flying F. Oh, okay. Yes. Got it. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, uh-huh. and I like that part of, of, of being, you know, I'm going to take a stand for myself. You can't mm-hmm. just say anything to me. You can't just do anything to me. You mm-hmm. can't just snow me anymore. What yeah. you're, you know, whatever you're trying to sell, you're mm-hmm. just peddling stuff. No, yeah. no, I'm not going to believe it. And there's something, ri- there's something great about getting older that we don't, the, the, that fear that we always have of, you know, oh, should I have said that? Or, oh, and it's like, yeah, of course, you're still going to be as poised and polite as possible. But when you come out of pocket, I'm going to come out of pocket. Mm. That's just how it goes. That's that's how it goes. There's, With no apologies. There's just more self-acceptance on whatever level that is. And, and that is a good thing. A, right. And you got to stop apologizing for other people's bad behavior. Mm-hmm. See, I used to apologize. You did me wrong, but I'm apologizing to you. Oh, no, 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 no. That don't, that, no, no, no. That, that's not going to fall. Absolutely yeah. not. Not anymore. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that that's another great thing about the, the age we are now is that, you know, like Sophie said, I had to fight my mama. I had to fight my, oh, was it a mama? My brothers and my uncles, Mm -hmm. Lord knows it ain't safe in a house full of men's. Mm -hmm. Remember that? Yeah. From From the the color color purple. purple. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's not been my story, but what I'm saying is I ain't taking stuff from people no more. Well, standing up. And and I think... Yeah, when you have to dig out of not just social norms, but you have to dig out from under uh, a major diagnosis, uh, an emotional diagnosis, it's uh, once you dig through all of that, you realize I've done all this work and I'm going to honor me in the process of this. Right. Uh, I worked to get myself free and that makes all the difference in the world. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, we've had a serious moment or moments. So I think think our next episode, we'll go over the next ones that we hadn't covered. But um, I want to thank you for for sharing. And And, uh, the same here. Um, Courageous share. And this is what you can be doing when you loose the bonds of feeling you've got to live your life for somebody else and you yes. start to live for you. So yay you. <laughs> <laughs> yay you. <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed tonight's episode and be sure to follow us on Twitter and Facebook and also check out our website, a table for spelled F O U R and the number one.com. There you'll find interesting articles, our episode calendar, product recommendations, and information on becoming a patron. Thanks for listening. <laughs>